Hey, good morning, everybody. You know, we uh, we have a lot of our, our folks uh, traveling today and on vacation, so let's pray for them that they have a good summer. I encourage you guys. We're, we're a very, very active, busy church, and so I encourage you to take some Sundays, some weekends with your family this summer, and go out and enjoy God's creation. We, Me and Hunter uh, and Danny and Brock just got back from Grenada Lake, Mississippi this week and catching a bunch of crappie and just it's beautiful driving across God's country and just looking uh, at, at what all he's created and I encourage you to get out and do that this summer and spend time with your families and we'll, we got outreaches coming up and all that but don't don't forget to do that too it's okay to, to go and do that so let's open in prayer we'll pray for our ones that are traveling today and I'm glad you're here this morning Lord Jesus we thank you God that we're here this morning Lord and we're, we're here to worship you I'm excited to hear uh, Mike Simons, bring the word this morning, uh, God, and I, I ask you just calm his nerves. Uh, but be with our brothers and sisters that are out traveling this week and uh, spending time on vacation this summer with their families, Lord. I, I pray I'm thankful for technology that they can tune in and listen uh, this morning to the, the service. And, uh, and, and Lord, just be with them uh, today. Be with the ones that are sick. Uh, and that aren't here, and, and Lord, we just love you this morning. I'm excited to be here. I'm thankful to be here. All things we give you the praise and glory. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Take a couple minutes this morning. Welcome, everyone.
So got several announcements here. Um, want to remind you guys about Saturday Night Freeway. It's at 5.30 every Saturday night uh, for dinner, and the service starts at 6 o'clock. So if you'd like to volunteer for that, get with Mike. He may talk a little bit about that this morning. I don't know. Uh, Wednesday night, we have uh, dinner at 6 o'clock, and classes start at 6.45. So uh, I, I think the cooking teams are pretty much full, but if you want to help with the cooking team, uh, let us know, let Jeannie know, and we can get you uh, on a cooking team for uh, Wednesday nights. We'll have normal classes uh, this Wednesday night upstairs. We have youth and kids classes and the whole nine yards on Wednesday night. Men's Bible study. We normally have men's Bible study on Sunday nights. No men's Bible study uh, tonight. I think a lot of the guys are going somewhere, so no men's Bible study tonight. After the morning service today, we'll have a very short uh, very short business meeting, so stick around. I mean, literally like five minutes after the end of the service, we'll have it. I got got an update, pretty exciting update on the women's freeway house, so we'll talk about that, and then we'll uh, have church financial copies that you guys can have, and uh, we'll pass out on the church finances. Next Sunday, busy weekend next weekend. Next Sunday is our outreach at the park. Uh, what days, Mike, are you guys going and passing out flyers this week. Do you know yet? Okay, Tuesday and Friday this week uh, at 6 o'clock, we're going to go pass out flyers for it. And then Sunday afternoon from 1 to 4 is the outreach at the park on A Highway, which is Rotary Park. So uh, if you'd like to help with that, please come uh, this week uh, and, of course, next Sunday on that. This Also, the empty nesters. Uh, the empty nesters are going to sight and sound Theater in Branson on Saturday, June 24th uh, at 7.30 p.m. Today is the last day that you can let Denny and Roxy know if you want to go. So the cost is around $68 a person, um, but Denny needs to know for sure because he's going to order tickets and you would pay Denny. So please let him know. Denny got... Yes, so we're gonna we're gonna set in a big group. If you let Denny know, you'll be setting with the group. Um, if not, you could get them on your own. You'd just be on your own. What we're gonna try to do that afternoon is go to College of the Ozarks and get one of their banquet rooms and have lunch, late lunch, early dinner at College of the Ozarks. We'll take the church bus that day, uh, and I'm sure several of us will try to get people into SUVs so we can all ride together. Now, the show's at 7.30. We're probably leaving around, what, 3 or 3.30? Okay. So that's on Saturday, June 24th. Also, Mike, you want to say anything about the shower trailer? Just let them know about it again. You got any testimony or anything you want to say about the shower trailer? We got time. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> okay. Need help. Tuesdays, uh, Tuesday morning at Freeway Headquarters in Springfield, it's a pretty awesome ministry. They're running a shower trailer. So... Uh, they bring people in that, that are homeless and need a shower, and they give them uh, clothes and, and share the gospel with them. It's at 9.15 a.m. They need volunteers. Yes, Mike? It's Mike Estelle, actually. Yes. Uh, I may have sent that wrong. See, see Mike Estelle, because he's the, he's the coordinator of it at 
uh, Springfield headquarters on Kearney. So see Mike Estelle uh, if you want to help with that. It's every, every Tuesday morning at 9.15 a.m. Okay, here's something big coming up. I, I love this. We're getting there. I'm excited about this. VBS, do you have the sign-up, uh, Sierra, somewhere? Okay, the sign-up for VBS is out, out in the hall. It's getting pretty full, but I still think we have some blank spots. Uh, VBS is June 19th through the 22nd. That is a Monday through Thursday. Dinner at 6 o'clock. We feed kids, kids and adults dinner every night. And then classes are 6.30 to 8.30. So if you haven't signed up for VBS to help with that, please sign up. It's a great week. I mean, we have a blast. And we usually have 50 or 60 kids in here uh, for VBS. So it's a, it's a, it's a really, really fun uh, week. Women's uh, Defiant Joy Defiant. Is that what it is? Defiant? Defiant. What are we teaching the women to be defiant about? All right. Okay, defiantly joyful, okay? All right, the, the women's retreat is August is August 24th through the 26th in Branson. They're going to send your wife. She's going to come back defiant and ready to, yeah. All right, the cost, the cost is, I'm going to be in trouble. The cost is $145 in advance. Here's the sign-up, ladies. It's August 24th through the 26th, if we want to pass that around uh, this morning uh, also. Trey and Savannah's going away party Sunday, July 2nd, after the morning service, after the morning service. And there was a flyer, I know, there's a, a 5K. Did they print that flyer off by chance? The 5K flyers out there in the hall. There's a 5K uh, next Saturday. To, uh, for Hudson's birthday. I, it's at Marshville First Baptist. If you have any long-distance runners, Sid, uh, at 8 a.m., Marshville First Baptist Church registration is $25. So that's that's for Hudson. We've been praying for Hudson a lot. He's doing a lot better, too. So uh, anything else on announcements this morning? It is Family Sunday. I kind of messed up. I didn't. Mike, Mike Simons is preaching today. I didn't tell him we normally had communion, so I didn't want to put him on the spot last minute before the sermon. We'll take communion next week together, okay? So that's why we're not doing communion today. Is is my bad. Anything else this morning? Yes. Okay, we've got women's coffee and breakfast going again. Monday at 8.30 a.m. at Prickly Cactus, ladies, for coffee and breakfast. Anything else? All right, if you would stand this morning, let's take up our morning offering and have our worship time before Mike comes and, and brings it this morning. So let's, let's uh, bless our morning offering. Lord Jesus, I thank you again, Lord, just for the opportunity to be here today, uh, Lord. And as we enter worship, uh, God, we lift our voices in praise to you. And Lord, uh, we also want to worship you with giving today. And so we, we give cheerfully and joyfully. Joyfully use that, uh, Lord, to serve your kingdom and to share the gospel around all over the world in our local area. And it's an honor and privilege to be here to worship you today. And Lord, we love you. In your name I do pray. Amen. God
You guys have a good week? Man, I didn't. I ain't going to lie to you. Where can we go if we can't share our burdens, right? Here, man. So I had an eye thing going on. I thought it was from the lake, uh, pink eye or something is what they said. I use these drops all week. I had the worst headache in the world. My allergies are all going crazy. So, man, it's just been one of them weeks. But you know what? I woke up and I got joy. So, And who did you get that from? We're going to do fill my cup because I need him to fill my cup.
seated and brother Mike's going to come preach to us. Good morning Crossbridge. So I love our worship team. Uh, I was uh I'm fortunate to get to sit in uh, our elders meetings uh, here lately, and I get to sit with uh, some uh, men that have lots of wisdom, and I recently heard one of them say that uh, good worship music is something uh, 
is something you should be able to take with you and use throughout the day. And so our worship team certainly gives us uh, something to do that. Uh, uh, oh, how I love Jesus. You know, I was thinking when that song was, was being sung, uh, and that's something I can take with me today and I can, I can sing all day long. Oh, how I love Jesus. So I'm uh, very grateful to be here this morning. This is a very special day for me. I say that because five years ago, if you'd have asked me, if you'd have told me that I would be up here preaching the word, God's word, I would have said, you are crazy. There's no way that that would, that would be taking place. But God, God chose this day. God knew ahead of time. He's always known that today, uh, June 4th, 2023, I would be standing up here uh, preaching God's word and getting the opportunity to preach his word. And so... Do, we, do I need to announce kids? We're not, we're not having kids' church? Okay, no kids' church today. And uh, another thing I wanted to ask this morning, does anyone need a Bible? Crossbridge has a Bible for you if you need one. Okay. And so, my beautiful wife is not here this morning. And so, she went on a, a, a hiking trip to uh, Arkansas with her daughter and her granddaughter and and so right before uh, we're getting ready to leave, we see on the news uh, a picture of a bear here in Springfield, in Springfield, Missouri, a bear running around loose. And, and so I told her, I said, you need to take some bear spray with you uh, if you're going to be in Arkansas in the mountains hiking. And, and so she didn't, really take, uh, she didn't really take that to heart. I didn't really hear her really stress the fact that she was going to get some bear spray. Uh, she just kind of let me know that, oh, you can't get bear spray around here. And so, and I, and I have not come to think of it, I haven't seen any bear spray at Walmart, or, or you may be able to get it at Bass Pro, but, so I'm kind of hoping that she got some, I was able to send her a text, and I think I, I scored a, a point or two on this, and I was able to send her a text, and I, and I told her, I just reminded her, I said, listen, uh, bears love sweet stuff, bears love honey, <laughs> and so you need to get some bear spray, and so uh, I'm, I'm hoping I, I scored a point or two there anyway. And so I'm going to warn you uh, ahead of time that uh, I may be kind of all over the place this morning with this sermon. I got pretty excited while, while uh, preparing it this week, and uh, the Lord uh, uh, blessed me abundantly in my studies this week. Let me just say that. And so the message title might, might be kind of strange. I, I, I kind of battled, I, I struggled with what to title this message, and, I, and I've actually got three titles, and I've went back and forth, and I changed it. I'm, I come up with another one right before I come to church this morning, the very last one. And so I started out, uh, I started, the message started out with, what would Jesus do? And I think that's something that we all need to get back to, to asking ourselves in, in uh, our everyday life, uh, as we're living life, is what would Jesus do in this situation, whatever situation you might be in. And the second one was, stop minding your own business. And so... That might kind of be go against what the world would tell us, right? The world's going to say, mind your own business. But I'm saying this morning we should stop minding our own business. Don't focus on this world's values. And miss what is most valuable, eternal life with God. And so Paul tells us in Colossians 3.17, Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. Isn't it time we stop minding our own business and start tending to the business that Jesus has for us? 
Our time here is short. Don't waste it by minding your own business. To follow Jesus is to imitate him. It's time, to get back, it's time we get back to asking ourselves, what would Jesus do? James 4.14 says, Where you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. What are you doing with your time here on earth? Which is like a vapor that vanishes away. We don't have a lot of time here to uh, share God's word. And so it's important that we share God's word and that we, we tend to his business on a daily basis. Christians, don't waste your time here on earth. Jesus gives us clear instructions on what we're supposed to do in our daily living here on earth. And the Bible tells us all we need to know about how we should live. It's our instruction manual. So as I'm preparing this, I'm thinking about how I used to be and how I used to throw the instructions out every time I got something to try to, and I had to put it together. And it never failed. Every time I would end up with a, a couple bolts here or clips there or a couple things missing, and it wouldn't be put together right. I, I, might, I might get it put together where it would work. And that's good enough, but it was never done right. And so just here recently, uh, the wife got me a, a new grill for, for this upcoming Father's Day. And so uh, I got it home, and I got it scattered on the room floor, and uh, there's lots of bolts and nuts and clips and brackets. And, and so I got the instructions out, and I opened it up, and uh, it would have been easy to say, ah, I don't need these. That's, that's too complicated, right? But I started on number one. And, and I did what it told me to do on number one, and I went to number two. And I followed the instructions, and it came out great. I didn't have anything left over, and it was put together right. And so I followed the instruction manual. And so the Bible is the same way. Uh, if we don't follow what the Bible tells us, then we can expect that things aren't going to be wa- uh, right in our lives. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Amen. Now, there's some instructions that we can follow. And I can promise you, if we follow those instructions, God's going to bless that. Uh, He's going to bless that in our lives. One thing that I love about Crossbridge Baptist Church is we are a church that disciples each other. That's being obedient to God's word. We are under sound godly counsel here. We are being taught sound biblical uh, doctrine, and that is very important. Not every church out there is that way. And that's why we should not contain what we get here at Crossbridge Baptist Church inside these walls. We should take it outside these walls because it is good sound doctrine. It's doctrine that our community needs to hear. The people in, the, in Marshfield need to hear what we're being taught here uh, in, out of God's word at Crossbridge Baptist Church. We don't have to do it alone. We have the creator of all things helping us. Isn't that awesome? That we have God there. God is with us. And it tells us at the end of that verse, he will be with us until the end of the age. We are to go whether it's next door or to another country and make disciples. It's not an option but a command to all who call Jesus Lord. I understand that we are not all evangelists, but we have all received gifts that we can use to, to help fulfill the Great Commission. As we obey, 
we have comfort in the knowledge that Jesus is always with us. And so this brings us to the, the message, the, the scripture that we're going to be in uh, this morning. And it's John chapter 5, verses 1 through 15. And it's Jesus heals a lame man by a pool. Give you time to get there. You've got plenty of time to get there because I want to cover a few things before, before we uh, read our scriptures. I want to start by giving you a little background uh, on John because it's, it kind of ties into this story. So I love when I run across a section of scripture and I find myself saying, hey, that's my story. That's me. I can see that. I can see myself in, in God's word. This is when the Bible can really speak to you. Initiating that meditation of his word. When you get excited about God's word, you're more apt to meditate on God's word. And I truly believe that when we meditate on God's word, this is, this is the very process of him writing his word on our hearts. You hear that phrase a lot, God, write, write your word on my heart. When you're meditating and when you're going over it and over it and over it, it's being written on your heart. And this is when you have it to carry with you wherever you go. And you can use it in your daily life. So, as we heard in discipleship this morning, we had a, a really good class in discipleship. Uh, I, I recently found myself in a slump, uh, so to speak. I had lost that zeal. I had lost that fire inside and that hunger and thirst for God's word. Satan was no doubt rejoicing over this apparent defeat that he thought he had caused in my life. But what he didn't realize is that I have victory in Jesus. Amen. He can't have me because I'm a child of God. And if you're a child of God here this morning, I want you to know that he can't have you either. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. We no longer serve Satan. We serve God. Amen. Jesus set the, Jesus set the example when Satan tempted him in the wilderness by resisting temptation with Scripture. Are you resisting temptation with Scripture? If you're not, I'm going to step out there and say it's probably because you're not in his word the way you should be. That was certainly the case for me recently. Listen, you want to know how to apply God's word to your life? Follow the example that Jesus set for us in his word. So what did I do? I listened and I prayed and I listened and I remembered what it said in James 4, 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Immediately, I knew what the problem was. I had gotten away from my personal time with God in the mornings. I got into this terrible routine of getting up and turning on the TV first thing in the morning to watch the news. And that became my routine. The first thing I was putting into my mind in the morning was the things of this world and not the things of God. And that was a problem for me. And God spoke to me by removing that zeal that I once had for him and his word. And it felt terrible. Thank you, Lord, that there is no comfort in not putting you first. And so the devil come at me. He come at me in a way that uh, I couldn't really tell it at the time. I couldn't really realize until it was too late that, that there was a problem. And I just didn't have that zeal. And like I said, it, it felt terrible. And you know what I'm talking about. If you've had that zeal for God and then that good feeling that it has, that, that full heart that you have whenever you have a zeal for God, and then when it's gone, you really realize uh, 
how much it means. Hebrews 12.11 says, Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterwards it yields the peaceful root of fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Thank you, Lord, that when I get off that path that you have for me, it's painful and it feels terrible. The short version of my story here this morning <coughs> is that I struggled for 38 years. And I want to keep that, keep that number in mind, that 38 years number, because it's going gonna, it's gonna, it, to, it's part of what helped me to see this, this story that I was reading in the Bible. It's, it's what made me relate to it. 38 years I struggled with what I used to blame on addiction, but now I've come to realize it had nothing to do with addiction and everything to do with trying to live my life without, the, without a relationship with Jesus. I was trying to live my life on my own, and as a result, my life was consumed with selfishness, addiction, homelessness, and destruction. My life became a constant struggle. I had become like the lame man, hopeless and in need of healing. Jesus met me in that place of brokenness in Algoa Correctional Center in 2016, where I surrendered my life to Christ. At which time, everything changed for me. I've not been the same since. Jesus changed my life. He changed my desires, and he gave me a new purpose. Today, I'm married to my beautiful, godly wife that I met right here at Crossbridge Baptist Church. I'm the director of Freeway Ministries Marshfield, the very ministry that God used to save my life. How cool is that? I get to pour into and disciple the men that are where I have been and encourage them by letting them know that there is hope and it is found in a relationship with Jesus. I'm an elder candidate here at, at, uh, at the church I love and get to serve at. And God opened the door last November for me to be able to travel 10,000 miles across the world to Africa to tell people about Jesus. I'm a college graduate, I'll, I'll be a college graduate at the end of this year with a degree in biblical studies. I'm buying a home for the first time in my life. And I'm not saying these things to boast because I didn't set my sight on any of that stuff. Any of those things. I didn't try to acquire any of it. It all came through focusing on the number one most important thing in my life, Jesus. He gets the glory. I could never have done it on my own. So I asked this morning, where is your focus? Is your focus on Jesus? The doors that he will open for you, if you'll just focus on him, are unimaginable right now. I, can encourage you, I, I want to encourage you here this morning to keep your focus on Christ and watch what he will do in your life. And we finally get to the text, John 5, 1 through 15. And let me read that. This is the healing at the pool on the Sabbath. And after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool, in Aramaic called Bethesda, which have five roofed colonnades. In these lay a multitude of, of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed, 
a man who was there who had been invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew what he had already and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, "Do you want to be healed?" The sick man answered, "Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I'm going another going another steps down before me." Jesus said to him, "Get up, take up your bed and walk." At once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered them, The man who healed me, that man said to me, Take up your bed and walk. They asked him, Who is this man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn, and there was a crowd in the place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, You are well. Sin no more that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, that you are a uh, a Jesus, that you're a healer, Lord. Uh, Thank you, Lord, for uh, for healing uh, this man in the Bible, Lord, and for this story in the Bible, Lord, because I can relate to this story. And thank you, Lord, uh, for your word. Uh, Thank you for restoring that zeal in my heart, Lord, for you and your word, Lord, and thank you for this opportunity to preach. I just pray, Lord, that uh, you may speak through me this morning, Lord, and that your word be glorified. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The purpose of the book of John is is to prove conclusively that Jesus is the Son of God and that all who believe in him will have eternal life. So as a new Christian a few years back, I kind of wondered, you know, why uh, I was instructed to start uh, to start out in the book of John. I was told by God, my godly counsel, start your reading in the book of John and then go to Matthew and then read through the New Testament. Not knowing why, I didn't ask questions. I just started in John and, and read through. So every time I read God's word, I learn something new. And so uh, this restoring of zeal that I'm talking about is, is uh, I've, I started in, in the book of John. I started from the very start. I went back to where I was, and I started in John 1, 1. And so John makes it very clear from the very beginning of his gospel account that it is of utmost port, uh, importance that we know who Jesus is, that we know and understand that he is God. This is a foundation that we will build on. And if we don't get that right, then it will completely throw off our understanding of who He is, our Savior and Redeemer. John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In John 1.14 it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, I don't have to have the capacity to be able to understand everything in the Bible, and, but I can certainly understand that. I can certainly understand that what John is saying here is that Jesus is God. He is God in the flesh. If you ask me, I say, what more evidence do we need? But if you do need more evidence, you can find it in every book of the New Testament. 
somewhere in the book, every book of the New Testament, it will point to the fact that Jesus is God. John 5, 5 through 6. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. Needless to say, that's kind of where I put myself into this story. Uh, this man's problem had become a way of life. Mm. He had no hope of ever being healed. That was me all the way. This man's situation looked hopeless. But Jesus came to him. He didn't seek out Jesus because he had a problem. Jesus came to him. Jesus seeked him out because he has a problem. And if Jesus is, Jesus is seeking you out today, praise God. I hope that he is. But no matter how trapped you feel in your infirmities, God can minister to your deepest needs. Don't let a problem, a struggle, or a hardship cause you to lose hope. God may have special work for you in spite of your condition or even because of it. Many have ministered effectively to hurting people because they have triumphed over their own hurts. I'm able to, I'm able to minister to the, to the men in the freeway house today because I've been, I've been where they've been. And I'm able to say there is hope because Jesus has given me hope. And so it's, uh, it's, it's awesome to be used by God. And so if you're not being used by God, I want you to know that, that he can use you no matter where you're at. If you'll just surrender your life to him. John 5, 7, the sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus had just asked this man if he wanted to be made well. And what did he do? He made excuses as to why he couldn't be healed or made well. There I am again, I remember so vividly, making excuses. I wanted help, but I didn't want to do what I needed to do. Isn't that the way we, are, we so often do things? We say we want help, and then we reject it when it's offered, because it turns out, it turns out it's, it's not what we want. But Jesus, rich in mercy, in the next verse tells him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made well. He took up his bed and walked. Then in John 5.10, the Jews therefore said to him who was, who was cured, is it, it is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry, to carry your bed. The man who hadn't walked for 38 years had been healed. But the Pharisees were more concerned about their petty rules than the life and health of the human being. The Jewish leaders saw both a mighty miracle of healing and a broken rule. They drew the miracle, threw the miracle aside as they focused their attention on the broken rule because the rule was more important to them than the miracle. Listen, it's easy to get caught up uh, in our own man-made structures and rules that we forget the people involved. Are your guidelines for living God-made or man-made? Are they helping people or have they become needless stumbling blocks? And at this point, I want to kind of mention the shower trailer deal. Uh, I've, I've had the great opportunity to go up and, and uh, to work that shower trailer a few times. And, and Jesus tells us in his word, if we're, able, if we're able to help someone that is in need and we walk away and don't do it, that's not good. 
Jesus speaks out against that. And here this trailer, this, this, this uh, Tuesday morning uh, opportunity to go up and minister to people in need. Uh, you know, it's real easy to, to look at them and judge them and, and say, uh, well, why don't they just do this or why don't they just do that or, or they're, they're the way they are because of this or because of that. But, but that's not uh, the way that we should look at it. In fact, the, 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 uh, the T-shirt, if you'll see, and, and on the side of the, the shower trailer, it says getting clean mind, body, and soul. So it's not just about taking a shower. I want you to know that you will have the opportunity. If you will just take a, thir- uh, a Tuesday off and you will go up there, you'll have the opportunity to spend about an hour, at least an hour with one of these people, just getting to know them and uh, talking to them and encouraging them, sharing the gospel with them, giving them something that they desperately need. I know one of the guys that I had talked to, he was, uh, he was just there for a shower and that was it. But I started witnessing to him my situation, and, and he could relate. And before you know it, he, he told me, he said, this is the third shower I've had in a year. The guy, had only taken, the, the guy had only taken two showers in a year's time, and this was the third one. And so this is a, it's just a great thing. It's a great way to, to minister to the people uh, in need. And so I encourage you to do that. John 5, 14, after Jesus found himself in the temple and said to him, See, you have, made, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. Here's a heads-up warning that Jesus has given us. If you think you can walk away from your relationship with the Lord and do life on your own, or do it your way, living with unre- unrepented sin in your life, Jesus says it will be worse than it was before. Worse than it was before you came to Christ. So I would like to specifically express to the freeway guys here this morning. There's no reason to turn back. There's no reason to turn back now. Because God's words tell us it's going to be worse. If you think it was bad before, know that it's going to be worse. We just know that. We know that because God says so. This man had been lame or paralyzed, and suddenly he could walk. This was a great miracle, but he needed even a greater miracle. He needed his sins forgiven. The man was delighted to be physically healed, but he had to turn from his sins and seek God's forgiveness to be spiritually healed. We must also turn from our sin, repent, and seek God's forgiveness if we want to be healed. God's forgiveness is one of the greatest gifts you will ever receive. Don't neglect his gracious offer this morning. In fact, to neglect that gracious offer is to say the death on the cross was for nothing. That it, meant, that it means nothing to you. John 5.15, the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Through this story, I'm seeing myself over and over, and I, I, I realize I, I see the, the men in the program that, that come in, and, and they're struggling, and all of a sudden, they surrender their lives to Christ. And what do they do? You see them. You'll see them. They've got smiles on their face, and they want you to know. They want you to know, I surrendered my life to Christ. I'm a new man. Something happened. Everything's changing for me. Everything's getting better. Not that the Christian life is going to be 
better, it doesn't promise that. But it promises, what, what, what it does promise is that when we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ, we're going to receive the Holy Spirit and we're going to have content, contentness. We're going to be, we're going to have peace in our hearts no matter what we're going through. I love that because I can relate to it. I want everyone to know it's Jesus who made me well. Nothing made me well. It wasn't, it wasn't going to prison five times. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, going to treatment 15 times. It wasn't uh, going to freeway ministries. It wasn't going, uh, coming here to Crossbridge Baptist Church. It was Jesus. Jesus saved me, and he will save you too if you'll just surrender your life to him. Surrender your life to Christ, and everything will change. You will begin a new life in Christ. You become a new creation, and you are healed. Worship team can come forward. There are men and women here who want to pray with you this morning if you need to come forward. God's word says that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Have you called upon the name of the Lord? And Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And it literally really is that simple. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for this morning and thank you for your word and thank you for this story, Lord. And thank you that I seen uh, personally, I seen myself in this story and I was able to thank you, Lord, for what you've done in, in my life, Lord. You get all the glory for that, Lord. And if there's someone here this morning that doesn't know you, Lord, we are desperate, Lord, just to see them come forward, those who are saved, to see them come forward, Lord, because we know, uh, we know, Lord, that uh, everything does change, Lord, and that, that you can make us a new person, Lord. And so I just pray, Lord, that you will soften the heart, Lord, of the person that uh, is listening to your word this morning, Lord, and and if they don't come more, uh, forward this morning, Lord, that your word will just penetrate their hearts, Lord, and that they will uh, think about this when they leave here, Lord. Or, or maybe they'll pick up their Bible and start reading their Bible, Lord, and, and uh, we know that your word has the power, Lord, to, to change us, uh, Lord. And I, I personally know uh, the attitude of, of what, it, what it was like, Lord, to surrender my life to you, Lord, and and, uh, and I, I know personally how everything's changed, and my life has never been the same since. And I know that the person listening here this morning will, will experience the same thing, Lord. Their, their life will never be the same, Lord. And so we're just praying for that peace in their heart, Lord, that they're searching for out there in the world, Lord, that, that uh, everything they find is temporary. It all goes away, but, th but your peace does not go away, Lord. And so we thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Thank you, guys. Yeah, give him a hand. Give him a hand. So I know he spent a lot of time this week, and it's hard preparing sermons. You did a great job, Mike. Thank you. I, I wanted this summer, and all, and from here on out, I mean, we have multiple pastors at this church that you all need to hear from besides me. And so I thank you, Mike. I'm going to ask you to go outside this morning and, and tell Mike you appreciate him if you leave and you can't stay for a business meeting. We, we all have a short, very short business meeting, about 10 minutes uh, after we close here in prayer, but uh, I appreciate him. And I, I'll tell you what, I this week, just driving across the country, somebody asked me this morning, did you see a lot of churches? Not really. Not really. I saw a lot of churches uh, in the South. There's a lot of Baptist churches. I'll tell you, a lot of them look like they're closed. And I'm telling you guys, the harvest is plentiful, and the workers are few. And this week, we have the opportunity to do what I think this church does best, and that re that is to reach a lost and dying world. And next Sunday afternoon, we'll have a good time visiting with one another. We'll have a good time eating probably some barbecue, I assume, uh, at the park. But even greater time, we're going to have an opportunity to minister to people and pray for them and talk to them and share the gospel with them. So Tuesday night and Friday night, 6 o'clock, we'll be passing out flyers. I won't make it Tuesday because of a ball game, but I'll be here Friday. So come and, and pass out flyers Tuesday and Friday. Take some. We'll probably have a stack of them Wednesday night that you can grab uh, and post to your work if you work here in town. Uh, and, and here's the whole deal of doing this. It's not just to come together and let the kids jump in bounce houses. It's to bring the gospel to a lost and dying world in our community. And you know the stats. We know the stats. 40,000 people live in Webster County. The vast majority of them don't know Christ. And that's the most important thing. It's just the most important thing. So, uh, Mike, thank you again. Let's close in prayer, and then about 10 minutes after, we'll have a short business meeting. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, this morning that we can gather here as a body, as brothers and sisters, Lord, in you. And, and Lord, I thank you for Mike this morning, uh, the time that he spent uh, this week 
reading your word and how it's impactful in our lives and that you, Lord, ultimately, if we're in you, you healed us. And Lord, it wasn't, like you said, anything else that did that, not in a ministry, not a church, it was you. And so, Lord, we're simply here uh, gathered to fulfill a mission, and that's taking your name around the world and to, to teach your name in our classes and who you are and learn about who you are and study who you are. And so, Lord, as we pray, as we close this morning, my prayer is if there's anyone here, Lord, that doesn't have a personal relationship with you, it's not about whether they were baptized as a kid, it's not about if they've attended church, it's about do they know you as their Lord and Savior. I pray, Lord, that if they, if they don't, that they don't leave here without coming up here and having a conversation with me or Mike or Mike or any of our other elders or any, in fact, any member in this church, Lord, should be able to share the truth of who you are with them. I pray, Lord, they don't leave here because we never know. We absolutely just never know uh, when our appointment with you is going to be. Life is precious, Lord. I want to lift up the Jones family uh, to you today as we have that funeral this afternoon and we bury uh, Randy, uh, Lord. It's a celebration, but just be with them. And Lord, bless our business meeting also as we gather here in about 10 minutes to conduct your business. Uh, Lord, that everything that we do is glorifying and edifying to you. And Lord, that um, it's not about our own personal preferences. It's not about what we want. It's about how to advance your kingdom, God. And that goes from the preacher down to the, to the a new member today. Uh, so Lord, we just love you this morning. I thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. Have a great day. 10 minutes will start.